0: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six Baseball.
1: This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Hunter Jr. You're listening to the
0: All Angels boxing. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Maggs, joining us always. Garcia. And we are back for another edition of the All Angels podcast Our first podcast of 2020 So happy new year And I uh, hope you all had a great holiday season uh, Including Christmas So hope you guys had a good Christmas Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you guys celebrate And a happy new year We're heading into 2020 And before you know it We're going to be uh, ready for spring training And all that good stuff We'll get into everything And, and anything uh, angels that we've uh, all missed So but before we do that, let's get into our sponsors. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about the matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting my team because they're my team.
1: Regardless whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season.
0: If you're the kind of guy who likes to put uh, to bet a little to win a lot. Uh, try a parlay for instance if you like a couple of big favorites this week parlays are the perfect are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout
1: so if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win
0: if you really want to support your team this season don't just sit on the sidelines get into the game with mybookie.ag.
1: and if you're going to join now my bookie will double your first deposit
0: so use promo code uh, chair to activate the offer. That's promo code chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag
1: today. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: So, there's our word from our sponsors. So, man, let's 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 dive into just
1: this is going to be like our Q and A podcast more than anything because yeah. between. Obviously between our regular emailers and, you know, some stuff from Instagram, some stuff from Twitter, we'll try to get to it all tonight. But yeah, it's definitely a Q and a scene that, um, you know, it's less or just about a month, depending on when you're listening to this to when pitchers and catchers are going to report. And, you know, for the most part, this is the team. It seems like they're, they're kind of comfortable going into at least the beginning part of the season with.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know for as much as a lot of the angel fans out there want to kind of be down on 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 what's happened so far this off season they've actually kind of done a lot and and we we'll, we'll get into that now i mean we we'll jump into everything they've done the acquisitions the the free agent signings that they've they've made and a couple of things coming out just now but like you said dude before you know it uh we're only a few weeks away from just pitchers and catchers reporting and a full swing in the spring training 2020 is here and and we're just man I, i'm i don't buy you i mean I, every year is exciting for me
1: oh yeah regardless. i mean and it's fine too because I, I, it depends on when you look and, and i understand the off season itself wasn't necessarily the best off season um by some of the fan standards as far as who they went for and who they didn't get but um you know if you're not excited for when spring training comes around and and, and you're just kind of poo-pooing the season then I don't want to sit here and say that you're not a fan because I think everyone's kind of a fan in their own way. But uh, yeah, I, I can't go with that, man. It, we're kind of regardless of what happened in the off season. And obviously the angels have gotten better. I'm, I'm ready for the spring training. I'm ready to get out to Tempe and, and see some of these new faces and, and see some of these uh, guys that have been around and, and young guys that are hopefully going to take the next step.
0: Yeah. And, and, and speaking about young guys, we got a lot of questions regarding some of our young guys and, and, the quote unquote uh rumors and innuendos regarding trades and all that stuff. And I know we're jumping on Instagram Live here. We'll get into some Instagram live questions as well. I mean, they're they're gonna start coming in. And uh, a lot of people on Instagram live and the people who emailed us at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com, they all have their like you said, we're all you know, we we're not trying to say you're not fans. Everybody has their opinion and whether we agree on it or not, I mean <laughs> a lot of the times we don't, but that's a hey, that's the way it is, you know, we we we're not going to agree with everybody and you guys aren't going to agree with us. So that's what it is, you know, but uh it's been a while since we've done this together. We had some technical difficulties on the last podcast. If if you guys were on Instagram live, you guys saw it, but uh wasn't able to download, but uh Anthony Rendon, I mean, obviously has to be the biggest <laughs> signing for the Angels this offseason. Well, that's what I'm
1: saying too. Like yeah. obviously they wanted to go after Colin. and obviously that was you know, c- coming into the year, their main I guess objective was to started getting pitching and stuff like that. But um, the fact that they didn't get him and they didn't kind of wait around to see what else was going to develop, but go right into um, Anthony Rendon playing third base and, and, and like, an, a finalist, like an MVP finalist, like MVP caliber right. player um, and being able to pick him up. And, and for many, you know, outside of Cole, he was probably the second best free agent on the market. And for the angels to swoop him up, um, does a lot of things for the team not only not only offensively does it um solidify a, a pretty good lineup and makes it way better but it also makes that left side of the infield like uh i can't wait to see that left side of the infield defensively between him and simmons and and the amount of space and 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 Range those guys are going to have once they do get onto the diamond together, whether it be in Tempe or, or uh, you know, in Anaheim when the season actually starts.
0: Good luck getting the ball through the infield on the left side there. Right, yep. Uh, so Rendon, the Angels, I mean, one thing I want to make clear is that, in my opinion, and I don't know if you agree with this, Daniel, but a lot of Angel fans were like, oh, they didn't get Cole, so they just jumped on the next guy, and it was Rendon. They just jumped on him because that was the next big thing. I, I, I honestly don't think that that was the reason why they went and got him. I think they— there was a need there, at, if you think about it. You know, I think we had talked about it before. Like, what are they going to do in the infield? Are they going to pick up a first baseman, or are they going to pick up another third baseman, or are they going to pick up a guy who can play third and first? I think with them signing Rendon, it wasn't only just moving to the next best thing, but they also needed to fill a void um, in the lineup. You know, the the Cole Calhoun being gone, that's thirty one home runs. It's not going to be in your lineup. You pick up Rendon, who hit 34 home runs last year, I believe. Um, so that kind of offsets that. But Rendon gives you flexibility in the infield. Now Fletcher can become a second baseman. Uh, he can spell Simba at short. The whole Estella deal, first base with with Otani not being in the lineup as often. Uh, so Rendon not only was the next best thing, but he also serves a real big purpose for the Angels. Like It wasn't just a... Uh, a lot of people were kind of saying that it was a, uh, what do you call it, like a, a desperation move Oh, We're just going to move on to the next guy. I think there was a lot more thought process into it than just going for the next best, best thing. Yeah. You
1: know, I, I, I kind of think they did go for the next best thing, but that's not a bad thing. When, yeah, yeah. When, when After that, the pitching market, in their eyes, everything was equal. So why why overextend yourself to pick up, you know, a, a guy that you feel isn't worth that value, but you would have to overextend yourself to get him, position, right? Yeah, or, or or just go after the next. And, and you see it a lot in other sports, mainly around the draft time. You know, do you pick for necessary necessary need, or do you for pick best for yeah. best person available? And I think in this situation, they did go best person available left, but that also did uh, fill a need. Rather, right. you know, obviously it wasn't a huge need, like pitching was but if still you know second third depending on how you want to look at need uh, for the angels and, and you can't really pass up an opportunity like that because it's obvious that they felt the guys that were remaining as free agent pitchers at the time when um cole signed with the yankees there was no one that really stood out to him that says yeah he's that guy right. you had a bunch of guys that were good to okay, but no one stood out to mm-hmm. be like, you know what? If it costs us another year and another sixteen million dollars or whatever, that's fine. Right. There was no one like that, so why not pivot, solidify a defense, solidify a lineup? A I lineup, mean, yep. I mean, it, you hear it all the time in sports. You know, it, it takes you know, it, it's three phases. Is there's you know, your offense, your defense, and your pitching. Mm-hmm. And if you can make two of them better. Why not do with one signing? Which I think right. that's kind of yeah. They did go to the next available guy that was that was better, the best. Uh, but it, mm. it doesn't mean it was a bad strategy,
0: right? And and you talking about them instead of you know they don't get cold, so we need to go get a pitcher. We need to go get a pitcher. Um, that would have been desperation because now you're just going after the next best pitcher, even though absolutely, yeah. You know you you're like well he's not that good, and that and that's where I want to go with Clevenger later. But there's a question from Lauren Codden. She emailed us at podcast at gmail.com. She email, email, emailed us two questions. This one pertains to Rendon. With Rendon at third base, does that automatically make Fletcher an everyday second baseman? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I think Fletcher is a second baseman right now. Um, you're just not sure about how Estella is going to come back, mm-hmm. um, how he's going to feel when he comes back, how much can he handle coming back. Again, he's a little bit older, but – I think you have a, you're perfectly fine having Fletcher there and, and then you you take Johnny when you get to Tempe and you put him at first mm-hmm. base and you see if he can do it and if he can do it well then I think you have a natural platoon there with him and Albert um on days where Otani isn't available because he's pitching or if it's in between outings then you can play um Johnny at first have Albert DH but I think Fletcher has definitely deserved at least to go into spring training with all the opportunity in the world to to be that main guy. And and then you just hope that Johnny can pick up first base and be a a, a reliable uh, first baseman to where you don't lose his bat out of the lineup because I think if his bat does come back to where it was before, that's, again, another huge opportunity uh, for this offense to put up some major numbers. And
0: also you can't depend on him either to repeat the season or have a better season than he did last year too. So you got to kind of go into it not not – I don't want to say don't expect him to do it. Just go in it with a little more cautious like mine. Like, don't expect them to, like, be in all – I mean, he overachieved last year. Let's be honest. He had 10 home runs his first five seasons in the majors, and then last year just had an
1: well, incredible well, season. Well, part of that, him only hitting that many home runs, is because he just didn't get the playing time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, so, so if you want to look at his counting numbers, they can be misleading because you can say, yeah, he's only hit 10 up to that season. Well, how many times – has he been able to play every single day? And that's that's what you have to see if, if he can play every single day or close to it because he's playing first base. There's no reason why those numbers can't come back to what they were. Um, you know, maybe maybe not a he, maybe not a thirty home run guy, but right. definitely more than a ten. Oh no, he'll
0: definitely hit more than ten. But I'm saying he was on a pace. He had sixteen before the the All Star break, which would have probably amounted if you average it out to about thirty home runs a season. And you know. I'm not saying that he can't do it because, like you said, he never got the chance to do it. But then again, he's in a position right now where he's going to be platooning because of Albert Pujols or, you know. It it all depends, too, I guess, on how Fletcher's play is. And if Fletcher plays up to his capabilities like he did last year, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the lineup every day. So that's a good problem to have. Well, yeah,
1: but it's definitely, too, it's definitely an upgrade defensively when you have Fletcher at second. So, I mean, he has that on him already. No doubt. you know, but I, I just think Johnny, if he plays first base, he goes from like I said before, like a kind of average to below average fielder at second, and if he picks up really well and he becomes an average to above average first baseman, then again, same same player, different position, makes the team better. Oh, yeah. So um, again, you some of these questions that people have for positions can come from inside the people already in the organization, right?
0: Uh, so talk about Rendon. It was a seven-year, $245 million deal. Last year, he had 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, and he batted 319. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was an MVP candidate in the National League, and it's just going to solidify the Angels lineup, which is great. I mean, I'm excited to see Anthony Rendon. A lot of people were kind of like, you know, we had a lot. Well, we, I had some questions on the on life feed saying, well, Rendon and Trout hit 100 home runs together this year, and that, that that's a little unrealistic, I think. I mean, but if you put it like at eighty-five, I would definitely go eighty-five yeah. because uh, the most home runs uh, that uh, Rendon's ever had was last year with thirty-four. That's the most he's ever had in the season. Definitely, Trout can hit fifty. We've seen him, you know. But then that would mean Rendon would have to hit at least fifty. And
1: yeah, there's no way there. I mean, you know. I mean, they were talking about that with Judge and Stan when We went to New York, and that didn't happen with those guys. Right. And those guys are our power hitters. And and you think of Rendon, you don't necessarily think of him as a power guy. Yeah, like he, a doubles he, guy. He's a double. He's a he's an extra base guy that can go, you know, like like you said, doubles. Um, can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but he's not overly powerful. But I mean, he's just a guy that is consistent you can't strike him out he he will walk he will put the ball in play he will do what it takes to move a guy over if he, if he necessary and, and there was a uh, you know a, a situation in the world series where um I don't know maybe it wasn't maybe it was the uh, NLCS but anyways there was a guy on third and and instead of trying to rip a ball for a home run he goes the opposite way and it's a simple um 4-3 grounded but the guy on third comes home he just produces RBIs in the right situations yeah. and and that's what you need because, you know, outside of Trout, um, you know, Pujols has had high RBI numbers, but other than that, you know, the, the, the Angels have really struggled finding that guy yeah. um, to be that for the lineup.
0: And what's cool about Reno, like you just mentioned right now, uh, a lot of people don't understand or a lot of people will, will look at someone's stats and not, you know, you look at Pujols, high RBI numbers, or hard, yeah, high RBI numbers, but... There was a lot of times where there wasn't any quality outs, and like you just mentioned, a quality out from a batter like Rendon in the lineup, uh, that that it doesn't show in the stat lines, but those are the kind of things that make him a complete player in the lineup. Like you know, he can go up there with the mentality, like I'm gonna push it this way, and that can make that can that can win you or lose you a game here and there. So uh, a guy like Rendon's not just a guy in the lineup; he's smart. You know, do you have any questions on the uh, Instagram? I know there's some are flying through there.
1: Yeah, I thought this was funny. I mean, it was, this is was more of a comment, but it's uh, on uh, our, our Instagram live. Angels always say they're going to get a number one starter and fail again. I kind of, and I read it and I kind of was thinking, like, you know what this reminds me of? And I don't, you know, and people listening, this could be you or this could be a buddy of yours, but it's like, you go out to a bar, you go out to a club, you, you get your hair cut, you put on a nice outfit, and you think you're, you know, you're the shit. You're like, yeah, I'm going to, find me someone tonight and it doesn't work out is it because something happened yeah maybe not maybe it just didn't work and i think that's the angels like angels are out there trying but guess what just like there's probably like you know dudes out there that probably have a little more going from than like your buddy or whatever same thing with the angels like the yankees are a better organization you know than the angels They have more history they have more of a of a kind of respecting with it you know the angels still are fairly kind of new. Like, you think about it. No, no comp- yeah,
0: definitely. We, they were born in the 61.
1: Right. So it's not that they're failing. It's just like, hey, sometimes you go out there, you spit your game, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't think they're not not trying. You know, you, you see what Cole does. You see the money that he got. Angels, Why, I don't understand how you can say the Angels didn't try that. I understand the frustration. But, number one, pitchers don't grow on trees. And, and, and this is something that we can have a discussion about now. and I know we had yeah, know before, but... The, the term Aces, a lot of people like to throw that around, which is fine. I mean, everyone kind of has their own quote-unquote rating system. Right. But to me, there are like six Aces in baseball. That's it. That's oh, yeah. it. That's, yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That's the list. So to think that Angels are just going to roll out of bed and find an Ace not you know, at the bottom of their not shoe is it's not, not going to happen. And, and to think that these Aces are even available to trade is not going to happen. Like, There's still a certain point to where you have to realize this – pitcher, this guy is only going to affect a, 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 a team one every five days. Mm-hmm. So that's great. He goes undefeated. You know, okay, that's cool. That's what? Maybe 10 more wins than maybe the next best dude? I mean, but still, in the in, the, in a game that's a, a season that's 162 games, that's still kind of a small sample size. So, you have to kind of realize what, what you're looking at when you're trying to go after these big-name pitchers. Yeah, it would be nice to have them, but they're just, they don't, they're not, aren't just there. It's not like going down to do you know, Stater Brothers or your grocery store, and and picking up a gallon of milk—they're just not there to pick. Like, some of these things are hard to work, and it's just not going to happen every single year.
0: It's just uh, you're talking about it. Like, someone asked me a question about you know who's our number one and who's our number. You know, I hate numbering guys because the Angels are. You know, I, I get it. I know how we talk about a pitcher. Oh, he's a number two. He's a number three. Whatever. Like, yeah, but. The Angels are full. The Angels' rotation, to be honest, are full with are full of uh, middle of the rotation type guys, right? Um, And let's talk about it now. Screw it. (laughs) Everyone's talking about this Clevenger trade, uh, talking about you know uh, trading Joe Adele for Clevenger, and a lot of people were kind of like, why don't why won't they do that? Would you trade Adele for a Clevenger type guy?
1: Well, real quick because we also asked for questions on Twitter, so I want to shout out. The Halo Way, at Halo underscore way, asked this. um, If you were the Angels GM, would you be willing to trade Adele and Adele for Clevenger? With the current lineup and Marsh showing he'll be ready to go sooner than later, Adele feels more like a luxury more than a need, Mm -hmm. and the Angels need pitching more than anything else to uh, contend. And again, we got a couple questions about all about the same thing. Lauren Codd, too, on
0: the the, uh, Gmail account, asked pretty much the same thing. She said... Uh, why on the live feeds uh, are many people saying, you know, trade Adele for Marsh or trade Adele or Marsh for Clevenger type guy? Is that a good idea? So to me, I just don't feel like you trade Joe Adele or a Brandon Marsh. For one, they're going to want more than that. Okay, that's just nature of the beast. But why would you give up an Adele type player or a Marsh type player for a Clevenger is cleveringer going to put the angels to that next level to that next he, he's going to be the difference maker whether the angels make the playoffs or not like or you know B series world series contenders or championship contenders or playoff contenders is he that good to, that you're going to trade away you know a guy who is under team control for the next 6 7 years uh, is he that good Would you trade? I personally wouldn't. Uh, Max Clevenger, to me, is not an ace. He's not a frontline type guy. So why give up two corner outfielders of your future for a Clevenger? I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I don't know what your thoughts and opinions are. But I, I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't do it. Not for Clevenger.
1: Obviously, this kind of comes down to what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to win now or are you trying to win in 2023 2024 because but, ready, but 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 honestly but if you do this deal you can't do both even even you know granted joe might come in this year and he might not produce maybe, a, yeah. a a ton of numbers which is fine you know he he, he might just have your typical rookie right. Type of year, twenty one years old. Right, I mean, but at the same time, yeah, twenty one years old. That's that's old compared when you look at Soto and those other guys. I mean, it's 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 like the age thing is great, but at the same time, there's guys at the same age and doing just as much, if not more, than your average MLB player. So well, they were Mike Trout. He was twenty. Well, not even that. I'm talking about like Soto. uh,
0: Well, and I'm saying Trout when he came in was twenty years old.
1: Yeah. But as far as Clevenger, okay, he's gonna be he's twenty nine right now. So you're talking about three years of control, so by the time he gets out, he's going to be around 32, 33 uh, that last year of arbitration. So, I mean, and honestly, too, the biggest deal that Angels have had trouble with this year, or not even this year, but just years past, is innings. Pitchers don't pitch a lot of innings. So, you look back at Clevenger's numbers, the last three full years that he's pitched, I mean, you have a 200-inning uh mm-hmm. year sandwiched in between two... Years where he only pitched 121 and 126 innings, so it's not like it's he is a front line eat up innings bulldog. Right. Go out there, right. take the ball every five days. He's not that guy. Does so
0: he, does he? Does he take the angels to that? This is a guy we need, though.
1: No, but neither does Joe.
0: No, but are you willing to give up the next, you know, seven years of Joe for three years of of Clemenger being? Better than anything you have. I mean, because you know, obviously he's better than anything. He's gonna be better than anything we have, maybe.
1: But see, like said, so, that's a thing. Like
0: I, I don't. I just to me, he's a, it's just too. It's Adele's roof or his ceiling, and the years that you'll have him for are better than three years of maybe Clevenger can be that guy. But Clevenger's not that. You know.
1: Well, cause see, I'm looking at it from this way. Joe comes up this year at some point. We know that. I'm not expecting big things out of him this Neither year. Neither am I. Neither am so, I. So I'm, I'm not. So, so sure. it's 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 one of those things where, like, and again, it depends. What are you looking to do? And again, as Angels GM, whose job is on the line this <laughs> yeah. year because his contract runs out, right? You wouldn't. I wouldn't fault him for making a move like this because, guess what? At the end of the day, he has to save his own ass.
0: Yeah, but but at the same time, I mean,
1: they have another. Um, five hundred season is Epler coming back? Oh no, not at five. So why does he care what the team's That's gonna true. look like in twenty twenty three?
0: But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Artie Moreno is gonna say yes or no to whatever. So if he loves Joe, then we're pretty much talking for no apparent reason. But I don't think he
1: gets involved in that. I just, I don't but, think he gets involved in but Joe.
0: Just, but this, just just let's forget about that. Indians aren't just going to want Joe Adell. They're going to want Jeremiah Jackson, or they're going to want somebody else. Well, and, and this is and this so is that's w- when the getting a lot. Well, right. this
1: is when I, and this is where I think the Angels go, and I think this is where the Indians go. Um, Indians, for what they are presently constituted, I think they can make a serious run at the AL Central with Lindor, Clevenger. They have some uh, uh, Cookie Carrasco's back. I think they can make a serious run at a division that's you no. Know, let's be honest, probably the third best division in the AL. Yeah. Um, You know, so what I see could possibly be happening is that the only way you're getting him out of Cleveland right now before the season starts is for one of those blockbuster deals. Now, fast forward to the trade deadline. Is Cleveland in it? I don't know. Because if Cleveland's in it, then they probably don't trade anybody. They don't trade Lindor. They don't trade any of those guys and make one more big run at it. What I think will really be interesting to see is if Cleveland is out of it, if Chicago is legit, if, you know, Minnesota – is the same Minnesota, and they're out of it now. Okay, now you can you can now you can think of going back to the Clevenger trade, and now you're you probably either a get them for less than Joe, or b you can f- kind of figure out what Joe is at that point, and then maybe it just maybe it does just take Joe. So I'm more in the I'm more in the idea of if you're telling me in the middle of the season trade deadline, Angels are in it. Joe is having. An average season, not great, not 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 bad, but just kind of he's there. He's not hurting you, but he's not helping you. And you're like two games out of the wild card. Cleveland's out of it. Do you make the trade then? Uh,
0: yeah. If Joe, if Joe's starting to kind of level off and he's not reaching that ceiling, and and the Angels are definitely there. Like, not just not just maybe in contention, but they're like. Oh, you know, they're one of those two teams. Then, <sighs> for a Clevenger type guy, maybe that's a risk that they do take. But like right now, I, I'm not seeing that. Well,
1: I don't think they're going to trade for anybody right now. I don't think. I don't. I, think, I don't, I like don't think. And especially the Indian guy, like you have to kind of see it from their point of view too. They have yeah. Lindor, who they're trying to they're get trying off to get of the books first, and and yeah. they're in talks with the Dodgers and stuff like that too. But. I honestly think nothing's going to happen until Lindor moves. That includes right. Clevenger. So I, I just think it's going to be a, a tread deadline thing. Um, and like I said, if, if the Angels are, are involved and then maybe they do seem like a good pitcher away, and Clevenger's having a really good year, then yeah, because but if I, the Indians are out of it, they're not going to hold on to him and and right. and and just waste them. They're going to try to get they're going to try to flip them and get young talent.
0: I just feel that Clevenger's not the dude though. Like he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's better than anything we have. I mean, you know. That's so what I'm saying too.
1: It also depends on the year Clevenger's having because yeah. he can have a he he has proven he has thrown 200 innings. He has thrown uh, he had a, a, a 3.02 ERA that mm-hmm. year. He I mean he that year that 2008 year or 2018 sorry was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know so if is he is, does he have another year like is he having another year like that or is he kind of you know it, it, there's so many variables right, right now that that would happen. But if you're kind of if it's kind of like a you know, we need a guy to make that final push because we're already close. Then I can see doing it, but just if we're talking right now right before now, spring I training, don't, I don't make we don't. We, I don't think we do it either.
0: Um, here's a question: I mean, how much better is because we're talking about innings pitched, and and he was good. You know, sucky thing is that we had him at one point. Um, how much better is he than Julio Tehran, who we picked up? I mean, how much better? I mean, if you're looking at just if you're just saying because Tehran averages about. I have notes here that he averaged from 2013 to 2019. He averages 191 innings per season. And he's had seasons where he's pitched more and he's pitched less. The two-time all-star. You know what I mean? So are you willing to trade? Again, like right now I'm not making the trade for Joe Adele. I'm not trading Joe Adele for Clevenger. you got to come at me with something better. And then they're not just going to want Joe. So that kind of makes me like, ah, no, don't make the deal. Um but yeah, is he that much that that much better than Julio Tehran?
1: I think that's kind of irrelevant because if you can have two guys, why not? I mean, I don't think I don't I, I don't no no
0: I'm not saying that. But but I'm
1: saying but what's what's I don't, I don't I guess I don't get your point. Why is it? Why are you comparing two one to another? Where it's not you're not trading one for one. That's the only time you would compare the. Well, is he good? Or, he's better than this guy. That only comes into effect is if they're trading one for another. But otherwise, if you have a chance to get him, if if Julio Tehran is, is really good. Why not get someone that's just as good as him then on the on the on no, the uh, No,
0: you misunderstood my question. My question is like you can pick somebody. Well, I don't know what the what the free agent market is. No, I haven't looked at who's available. I don't think there's anybody available anymore. But I'm saying like people are talking about, you know, I, what I'm saying, my point is you can find these guys in the free agent market at some point. Like even next even like next year like uh, people are talking about they didn't make a move, they didn't make a move. I guess my point is they didn't make a move, but they want to trade for Clevenger so bad. But you're forgetting that they picked up a guy like Tehran. So I guess my question is like,
1: uh, or, or I think Clevenger would have a bigger impact. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I because guess. I mean, and again, too, it, it depends. The only I thing, don't the only, think he's that guy, man, Julio Tehran. The only thing he has going for him is innings pitched. Everything else, Clevenger yeah, does. He's been,
0: like a, he's been a 500 guy.
1: Right. Exactly. So I mean.
0: Except for that one year. If
1: you're looking for a, a five, a four or a five, then Julio's fine. But if right. you're trying to say, okay, who's who who has a better upside to be a one or a two, Julio or Clevenger? I'm going to say Clevenger has a better upside. And again, okay. I'm not going to sit here and say like I know who's going to be better this right. season. No, but no, no, if you're asking knows. me who's going to have the better upside to be a number one, number two, I'm going I'm to by far say Clevenger than Julio. Okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean... You know, Hulu can be a five. Clevenger could be a three. I mean, it, it just whatever. But I'm just thinking, if you're talking upside, you're talking who's done at least a little bit of it. I would say uh, Clevenger. Okay. I just,
0: I just, I can't. I, I'm not sold on Clevenger. I guess is what I'm saying. Now, you know what I'm saying? Well,
1: I mean, I'm not sold on them either. But I'm, at the same, just, at the same time, it's it's it, it, it's what it is right now is the Angels need pitching. Angels need some kind of pitching depth more than mm-hmm. anything else. I'm not even really care about who's the number one or who's the number two but and kind of like what we mentioned before the angels have a really bad history with keeping pitchers healthy oh god so if you're telling me that we can have another pitcher that has a lot of upside and is fairly young i think the main difference between because a lot of people are comparing this year to last year is um all these one-year deals all these guys kind of like retread guys the difference for me is the dudes they signed last year were a lot older than the dudes they're signed this year. So at least you have that part going for you. And the upside is a little more higher than it was with the Cahills and the Harveys and, and even the Cody Allens last year in, in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think there's a lot more upside this year from the, from the starting rotation, but yeah. I, and again, too, nothing's proven, nothing. It, it, that's the hard part about trying to figure out a season is who's going to show up and who can't. But if, if, if Clevenger – or not Clevenger if, – if Julio has a great year, then it's like, well, what the hell were the Angels even thinking not offering him a multi-year deal? They're going to lose him after this year. What the hell? So, you know, it's just so hard to figure out who's going to do what. But um...
0: – I guess I just – I just don't understand the, the – um easiness of a lot of fans to say yeah just
1: straight up just straight
0: him away get clevenger just just get him you know i
1: I, well part of that is because clevenger's a name and 95 people that are saying trade adele haven't seen it actually a joe play one game so that's part of it it,
0: but it frustrates me because it it, they're so easy to to trade to trade either him or, or or brandon marsh too like it's just really it's it's so easy for a lot of people and i feel like that's a desperate desperation talking from a lot of the fans. Like you know, well, well, it's better than anything we have, and we've we ran into that last year where they were like, well, why don't you pick up this person? He's, he'll be a number one in our staff, but doesn't mean he's number, he's not number one caliber around the league. Like you know, uh, just because you're better than what we have, you just don't go and sign him or trade for a guy because he's better than what we have. You know, you have to think about, you know, how that's going to affect not just the team at the moment, but like, are you? Trading for a guy who is going to make an impact, so you're going to give up all that for results, and then he doesn't – I mean, I guess that's with anything, but, ah, man, I just – I can't – I just don't see the the quickness of, like, trading Joe Adele. Like, people are like, just make the move. Just make the move. Bring him over. I I don't know. I just – I guess I'm not completely sold on Clevenger. Sorry, Clevenger. I know you're not listening, but – I don't think you care what John Magdaleno thinks in Riverside, California. But So,
1: okay, so kind of moving forward now for our next emailer, uh Joseph Guzman. Again, another two-part question, but, hey, we'll take what we got. Um, if Joe Adele does well in spring training, does he earn a roster spot on opening day? And this kind of also coincides with another question we got on Twitter from The Inland Sports Show, uh, at inland underscore sports. And if you guys are in the area we are from, so Riverside, San Bernardino, uh inland underscore sports on Twitter. Check them out. They do a really good job covering locals. Uh like especially high school football and high school uh baseball. And if you're you know if you have a kid that that plays or is going to be playing soon definitely check it out. They do a really good job and and, and friends of the show. But they also asked when do you when do when should Joe Adele make his big late debut? So again, more Joe talk but now this point of when do you see him on the on the Angels roster?
0: I, I honestly don't think he makes the roster this year, like right out of spring training. Um he played 26 games in Triple A. He still needs he's still rather raw. Um I think I think Goodwin earned a spot as a as a right fielder, you know. Uh, i mean he could have the worst spring training go over 100 and then that might change things you know on goodwin's part but i feel like he earned his position i think you're under a shot at right field being the everyday right fielder um i just don't i just don't think that joe adele um not, not that he's not ready well i guess that is he's not ready but i just feel like there's no need to rush him yet like You have a guy in Goodwin, and if he has the same kind of year he had last year, then you're perfectly fine. You don't have to rush him. You let Joe Adele get at bats at the Triple A level, and you can see what kind of a player Joe Adele becomes. But I could, I, to answer Peps' uh, question, I mean, there's a good possibility you do see him this season. Maybe I don't know exactly when. I guess it depends on whether Goodwin is struggling or Mosial is not doing what he needs to do. And how good Joe Adell is doing at the Triple A level. So, to answer when, maybe this year. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him this year. I just don't know what.
1: No, I think I think it's a hundred percent chance you see him this year. Regard. I mean, obviously, if he gets injured or something like that, then that can right. that can. But if but if he has a healthy year, I think you see him in Anaheim a hundred percent at some point Unless this year. He's
0: struggling like terribly.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Joe's a slow, a, a, slow like, starter, yeah. but he hasn't struggled anywhere. That's why I don't think he'll struggle in and in Triple A, Triple A Salt Lake, where no one struggles because of the altitude. And you look at the <laughs> yeah, off, you look at the offensive numbers yeah. in Salt Lake and just that league, the Pacific Coast League yeah. in general last year, no one struggles. Right. So that's not going to happen. He's not going to struggle there. Um, I mean, look at uh, uh, Taylor Ward; he doesn't struggle there, and then he, he comes to Anaheim. Yeah, so. He will definitely be with the Angels 100% at some point. I don't know when. You know, I, I do not – same thing. I don't think he breaks camp with no. the Angels for multiple reasons. One of them, he does need maybe a little more time in AAA. And two, is the the um, it's a business. They service want time, service man. time manipulation. You can get it for an extra year if you bring him up after, I think, after August or sometime in mid-May. I think
0: May because that's what happened Vlady Vladdy Jr. last year.
1: So you bring him in, let's just say uh, – uh, June let's say June 1st you get him an extra year at the back end of his contract which y- yeah I-, I I can see him in June July you know somewhere around maybe the all-star break again too health is going to do a lot have a lot to do with it I mean mm-hmm. let's say you know knock on wood yeah but let's just say Upton goes down because oh, okay. he's probably the most likely one out of that group yeah. let's say something happens with Upton do you bring him up now and and now you put him and Goodwin next to him uh, next to Trout. I mean yeah. so that has a lot to do with it too. But if everyone's healthy, if everything kind of goes to plan, I, I honestly don't think you see him until probably mid June, yeah. maybe July. Just because obviously you're going to hold him out to June, just because of service time. Definitely, there's no point in bringing him up nope. um, before None that at all. Right. So um, barring
0: injuries to everybody, then you have to. But I think they'll find a way. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah, there's no way they bring him up. Before
1: uh, Richard on our Instagram line says, unless Fletch plays left field, no, uh, Fletcher will be a left fielder when it's like everyone's oh, hurt and either. and he needs to go out there to right. either give a guy day off or they just need to put him out there because something happened. And, and right. but I can't see him being written in as a starting right or left fielder. No. You know. At all, if, if people are healthy, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see, see it. Him,
0: I mean, he'll he'll be more. He'll he'll of he'll doing be
1: doing it. it in a pinch if they need yeah. to. But as far as he's a second baseman, he's a shortstop, he's a third baseman. third baseman. If if you know Rendon or Simmons needs a needs a day off, or whatever, you'll see him all over the infield. But I, I think they put him in outfield. That it's good to have. It's like a Swiss Army knife. You some of those tools, you don't know what they do, but you're just happy that you have it.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good problem to have. It's always a good problem to have depth on everything, on every level. Want to answer some of those ones that are coming in to the live there?
1: Um, Let's see. I got – they send them in on the actual question part. So uh, if the Angels put up five-plus runs a game, are they going to win over 85 games?
0: Not that I hate answering these questions. These are always really hard. Uh, I don't like putting a, a number on anything yet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean – I think, anyways, I think they're around that, anyways. I don't think they necessarily need, I mean, five runs per game. I mean, could it happen? Yeah, but baseball's so streaky that yeah, it's yeah, kind of funny.
0: It, 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 from year to year, it's it changes so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, the year of the home run, or, oh, dude, it, it's just really hard. But, I mean, how the, games uh, they went last year. And the funny, who, the Angels?
1: Yeah, 70, 70, one, two, 71. 71. Okay, so they're better yeah. by
0: 10 games. That's 81 games.
1: Where and when will Marsh play with the Halos? Where and when will... Like, you're talking about where. Well, where? where? He'll probably Anaheim, be... I hope <laughs> he'll, probably, he'll probably go to Salt Lake at the at break of camp, I would bet. Oh, yeah, I would. I when? So. He'll be with the Halos with probably 21, 22, maybe... Maybe we're having this discussion we're having with Joe as far as when he comes up yeah. next year at this time with with like with, with Brandon the,
0: with the with the up then with the up then getting a, you know a little older and you know slide him into the DH spot when Pujols is towards getting ready to leave. Ah, but that's uh-huh. yeah, position
1: that's- position would be left field. I'm guessing well. It's going to be one of the corner outfield spots because Trout's going to be there. I could see him putting him in right when he comes up because I think. He, see him in right cause I, I I think he, he has a better arm than Joe. Mm, definitely. I, I definitely think he has a better arm than Joe. So I think, um, so if you're talking about an outfield with Marsh, Trout, and Adele, I Good think, luck. I think you go Trout Drawing obviously Mars, center, man. uh, Marsh and right, and Adele and left. Mm-hmm. I
0: agree. I agree. I think Adele Adele would be a a, a suitable like a ideal left fielder. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 two, both, all three of those guys. Obviously, if you if you put in Trout, all three of those guys can play center field. So all those guys can cover an unbelievable amount of space, an unbelievable amount of um, terrain. So,
0: yes. um, it, uh, you know, it, Brandon it, is sne- as sneaky. Like you look at him, and you wouldn't think he's as fast
1: as he. Well, because he has long legs. He has really long Jeez. strides.
0: He's a beast. Believe me, guys, he's a beast. Um, and then so he uh, Az Halos on Instagram says so two years left on Upton though, yeah. But there's three I, this year plus two more, right? I think that's what it is. But you gotta you gotta remember that at at some point you know you you gotta make the transition with Upton to you know you're gonna have to ha- play him less in the outfield and like you said he's probably the guy that might get injured in between there. So
1: well, not only that but though too, be- but after after two years. I believe, so I'm trying to get this going, uh, pull up, but I believe, yeah, Upton has like three years left, yeah. but, but Pujols has two years left. Right. So why can't Full Upton time be, H. be a full-time GH or DH when Otani isn't playing and that gives that spot up in the outfield? And not only that, when you do get to a point to where there's one year left on the contract, the main reason why, and a lot of people want to say trade Upton, the main reason why you can't trade Upton is because that contract is so massive yeah. that it's it's yeah. it's it's um it's like kind of impossible because it, it's one thing – to trade a guy like Cozart who has a big annual salary when there's, when there's three or four years left. But it's a whole different animal when there's only one because then you can find a team that's rebuilding that has a bunch of caps, or not even cap because they don't have a cap, but a bunch of um, room in their uh, payroll to take a big contract. But you would have to do the same thing they did with, with Cozart. You would have to package that in with uh, whoever you're one of your better. Um, Uh, prospects are at the time. So even if it's two years, even if he plays 20 and 2021 going into 2022, if Upton is still not necessarily the Upton that you're expecting and you're not sure if he can play even DH, you know, and and produce those numbers, then yeah, then maybe you do package him to a deal to a team that's rebuilding with, with a prospect or two and say, here, just, we just need him off the books. And then boom, that opens up that spot for Marsh or, or whoever it could be. But, uh, you know, I think, this year you can't trade him because there's three years left there's on the contract. No
0: way you can, no one will take. Them. But
1: when it's when it's the end of the 2021 season, going into 2022, that last year of the contract, you know, if he's still not producing, I, I don't see why not. Depending on how the Angels are, um, competitively at least at the time, why not? You would be able to trade up to somebody but you would have to like attach oh yeah I a top it. end prospect and get kind of a lower tier prospect in return but you're just trying to do it to get him off the books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh what do we got? What do we
1: got here? Uh Upton DH, hopefully it's hopefully it's painful to watch him miss balls and balls in the field. Yeah, that I mean the DH spots kind of you won't see that until I think Albert is gone. Just because you know you can only have two DH or one DH and and whatchamacallit is call it is Otani and Up and, and uh, Albert are those guys right now. How long is Pena out for? I have not seen a update on Pena at all. I mean, if you follow him on the social media, you see he's working out, you see him um, getting back into shape and all that stuff. But as far as when he's going to get back on the mound, I haven't seen any kind of. Um, it, any kind of news as far as like a timetable or anything like that. So again, once pitchers and catchers report on February 11th, everyone's kind of spread out right now. Like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So once pitchers and catchers report on February 11th and and the press gets there, I'm sure that's probably one of the main questions they're going to, on top of like probably what Otani's schedule is going to be like and all that stuff. But that's probably when all that kind of information will come out because uh, honestly they haven't posted a bunch. And I think, Part of it too, because I don't think Pena's in the country, so it's kind of hard to get that right. communication back and forth. What do you
0: think? What do you think Pena's uh, role will be now? You think he's different with the acquisition, with signing Bundy and all these guys? You feel like he's still?
1: I can I, honestly, I like him for that six slash long relief guy out of the right. bullpen. Right. Um, you know, again, it too, it's, it's athletes in general. I'm not, I'm not going to specifically say pitchers because i never dealt with that as far as coach baseball or played baseball to that level, but coach fo- coaching football and, and, and dealing with a lot of football ACL injuries, mm. it takes a while for people to get back comfortable landing on that leg because yeah. you're always now worried in that that next step is going to be the step where it pops again. Mm. So, yeah. you know, it might be a situation where they might need to put him in the bullpen just to slowly work him way back. And then if they need him to start later in the year, then great. But... Um, you know, you want to get you want to get comfortable again, landing on that leg, and 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 kind of reassuring yourself that that you're going to take a step sideways to go ground of uh to go pick up a ground ball, and it's not going to tear on you again. Right. You know, so I can see him kind of slowly working it back through the bullpen, long relief, and then if need be, because of injury or just lack of production out of the starting lineup, being him putting him back yeah. in that rotation. I agree
0: with you, dude. We're hundred percent on uh, on the same level with that. I, mean, I just feel like. Even though, even if he does come back, I, I like him as that long reliever out of the bullpen. They can just come in in the fifth inning if you need him to, and could throw you to the eighth.
1: Uh. There's one question on right here that said, uh, "Opening day starter." Oh. I mean, that doesn't really matter. I think I, I think it showed the last few years. It's like whoever's yeah. healthy and whoever's yeah. probably um,
0: whoever looks good out of spring training. I know. I,
1: I think honestly, I think it would be cool. I mean, this is my idea. I think you it would be. Know, I, no, I think – and again, too, a lot of it comes up on, on how he is recovering from Tommy John. But I think it would be really Shohei. would be really cool to see Shohei. I, I doubt it just because, like I said, the Tommy John thing. Mm-hmm. But in an ideal situation, I think Shohei is that guy. I think it would be really cool to see him get an opening day start. Right. Um, but as far as probably realistically, yeah, you're probably thinking about Andrew. And I think honestly – with the turnover that the the team has had at that position the last couple of years you kind of give him that chance to I prove think, it yeah. to prove it in the in the spring training so if he has a good a good to a really good spring training you give him that that ball opening day you know obviously if he really struggles then you might second second guess it right but i think because of kind of where he is with the organization and everything that went happened last year and how it affected him probably more so than anybody um, if he has a, a good spring training, I, I would I would as an Angel fan really like to see him get the opening day start and just you know see how it is and and you know he's he's obviously not a, a a number one type of pitcher, but what he does this year will affect the Angels a lot. You know, if he has a great year, you know, relative to what he's been doing, I think the Angels can can contend fairly well. It's
0: always been with Heaney. Can he live up to his capabilities? We've seen glimpses of it. You know what I mean? So now now, like you said, if if we're if we're able to have a good season from Andrew Heaney, then that 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 dr- drastically changes. Obviously. I mean, Captain Obvious, what the what happens to Angels this season. Nobody expected Matt Shoemaker to win sixteen games in two thousand fourteen. That's the kind of stuff that you hope for. That something somebody like that, somebody steps up and hopefully it's Andrew Heaney because a left handed pitcher uh, and just the, the fact that he's been on the Angels for so long, you kind of, you kind of, he's a good guy. You want him to succeed. Yeah, that's just added to it. You know, his. We want him to. We want to see him out there do good.
1: So there's some talk on our Instagram live feed about the bullpen positions and oh. and and, and mm-hmm. closer. So that kind of works in great with, uh, Jason Greenbaum uh, on our email again all angels podcast at gmail.com and he just said simple bullpen question mark how do you guys see this playing out and do we need to add to it
0: i like our bullpen i like the back end especially with buttery middleton and robles i like that back end you got you this is a one thing that you guys need to remember i believe the angels were the worst in innings pitch by starting rotation that bullpen was coming in and like Clutch situations early in the season, coming in in the fourth, coming in in the in the in, early in the fourth, pitcher starting pitchers going three and a thirds. Injury to the pitchers, bullpen was being used over and over and over. Especially a guy like Buttry, who had probably never in his life pitched so many innings. Probably reached his max by like July that he's ever pitched in his career. So the, the bullpen was overworked last year. So a lot of the Bullpen struggles will be affected By what the starters do this year If, if we stay healthy as a starting rotation And the, the guys can get deeper in the games The less you tax your bullpen So, but that three-headed monster With Middleton being healthy this year I like that, I like I still think that Hansel Robles is the closer Of this team, he earned the spot um, But then, if he struggles A little bit, you got a guy like Butcher who can close the game, you got Keenan Middleton Who has been, you know, labeled As the future closer of this team um, he's still working his way back in. He's hopefully he's healthy for all, all this season. But I feel like Hansel Robles is a closer, and then Buttry and Middleton. You could switch them up, or not necessarily. You could close out with anybody. So I like the three-headed monster at the back end of our bullpen.
1: I like it. I mean, you, you kind of nailed it on the head. With the back three is going to be in some kind of order: Robles, Middleton, yeah. and Does Butchery. Really, you know? um, going into spring training because everyone likes to throw labels off the bat. Yeah, and no, um, that, huh? you, you, you give Robles the chance to close. Yeah, you give him that Cody Allen chance, and yeah, yeah. and let him prove that he can't do it. And but if you he can't. Then you, then you, then you move him somewhere else. And yeah. if he has to be like the sixth inning guy, then fine, whatever. But but I mean, you're looking at a bullpen that has uh, Buttree, Robles, and Middleton, and now you're also adding a Cam uh, Pedrosian that had a, a, a fairly good year. Again, it, it's hard to look at some of these relievers' numbers because you look at the overall numbers and you look and you think to yourself, "Wow, they are not great." But then if you split it in between, like the front half and the back half of the of the of the season last year, and a lot of these guys pitched really, really well. I mean. Buttree was should have been an all-star for what he did but right. dude got worked he, hard so, so much dude
0: so much.
1: So I mean I, I like the idea of having like a Robles Buttree Middleton mixture in the back end. Uh Cam can come in, no way can give you two innings. Um you know, and then you add depth to the to the bullpen like we kind of said earlier one Peña comes back, he can be mm-hmm. a, a bullpen guy. Uh Dylan Peters showed flashes last year. So did right. uh Tyler Tyler Cole. Tyler yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um so there's guys that, the thing that there's depth there. They're, they're, bullpens are tricky. They say the hardest thing to scout and to predict is catchers. The second or maybe even vice versa depends on who you ask, but the second is bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could you, the list of guys that had phenomenal years and then the next year are average or to below average. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I could probably make a list of 30 40 guys and go down that list next uh, podcast, but right. you know you throw arms out there. You just throw arms, you throw arms, you throw arms, and you give whoever is available that's fresh. You throw them out there. But, um, you know, like kind of like the sixth inning through the seventh, you can kind of get whoever you want. But if you have those three dudes as some kind of mixture in the back end, I think they'll be fine. And, and again, like you said, it's going to depend on how many innings pitching. How many yeah. innings pitched does those starters go? Because yeah. You know, going four innings every once in a while, cool, that's understandable. That happens. It
0: they would happen four days out of like the seven. Exactly.
1: The right. So so you you would just need, you know, every once in a while, fine, that stuff happens, but you but you can't afford to have it happen three times in a four game series yeah. kind of deal.
0: And and that seemed to happen. And you know what? Sleeper to me, another guy, Noe Ramirez like I like Noe. I, he just got I, overworked.
1: I think No again, Noe's a great guy that can give you Two two innings, two innings and, yeah. and 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 I mean they have versatility and two and and people I don't know if people are just aren't realizing it because they haven't really followed up on the rules changes. Some people cool, I'm seeing yeah. I'm seeing people saying well we need a lefty lefty specialist lefty. There, there's there's no such thing as going to be a lefty or right specialist because now if you come in three three batter minimum, three batter minimum unless you end the inning yeah so. You know, we don't necessarily need a lefty because if, yeah. you, if you put that lefty in and they get the lefty out, but there's two righties behind that, he's gotta, he still he's has got to pitch those two righties. Yeah, you better hope so. that
0: you're bringing him in with two outs and, you know He I mean? can get that out. And get get that
1: if that out. not and he's still out there so
0: get that out so yeah that's changing the whole complexion of of the bullpen yeah um let's let's take a quick commercial break and we're gonna keep going we still got uh some emails um we need to take care of and a lot of uh questions coming into our instagram and instagram live so let's take a quick commercial break and we, we come back we'll answer all your questions This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So thank you to our sponsors. I want to quickly shout out at Archangel Pins. Uh, check them out for your pins. Check out his Instagram. It's Archangel Pins. He's got the 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 Star Wars-themed pins, and he's got a lot of players. Um, so I know a lot of you Kokao Fuhoon fans out there Uh still love him you can still i don't know how many he has left but hit him up and see if he has any actually sent cole uh his pins and there he took a picture with him so check out our archangel Pins. so let's get into let's just keep going because we we, we so love answering. one questions. one
1: thing that that had happened uh i guess a couple weeks back or maybe it was last week the signing of jason castro so no, that's rob lastings uh Loyal emailer emailed in and said, great to see you guys back with a new show. What do you guys think of the Jason Castro signing?
0: I don't know if you tune into my live feeds, but I feel like the catcher position, a lot of you Angel fans were like, they need to get Wilson Contreras and they need to get a good hitting catcher. And I just think there's not very many good hitting catchers and there's not very many catchers that can do both. Those days are over. Those Pudge Rodriguez days are over. You have a few here and there, but we weren't going to get anybody great. And to me, I was okay with what we had. I, don't, I wouldn't have minded an upgrade. I don't hate this signing. I don't love it. It, it is what it is. Uh, Jason Crasthrow is a very good defend, defensive catcher um, from what I've heard. I haven't watched enough of him. I'm not going to lie. So from what I know, he's a good defensive catcher. Career 231 batter, uh, 231 batting average. I mean, that's not going to you know break any records. But to me, as long as he's serviceable, and can catch a great game. I'm okay with I'm okay with it. It was a 1 year 6.85 million dollar deal. It yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. he was with Minnesota the last couple of years, last 3 years I believe, but um, the Astros is when I know him, right? Right. Right, but yes. most recently with the Minnesota with Twins, twins yeah. but um, lucky for us, a friend of the podcast Red Bollinger, was the beat writer for Minnesota for those oh, uh, for yeah. for the last couple of years. Okay. He was there and I kind of reached out to him and just kind of see what he thought about um, the trade and, and, and being able to see Jason Castro in person with the time in Minnesota. Um, kind of what you're saying, a really good, smart defensive guy. Yeah. Um, he's still a, a good defender. He hits, you know, hits okay. And I, and I kind of asked him the question, what is something that was probably underrated about him that you don't see a lot of people talking about, but you, you've seen yourself. And he said that he um, game planning and game calling. That's what so, I want from a catcher, and and he's he says he should work really well with the young pitchers and their development, mm-hmm. and 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 for what the Angels need for again having these guys like ahini and and Tehran and 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 Bundy is great, but if if Canning can take a a, a big step forward mm-hmm. in his second year uh, in the bigs and stay healthy, that's going to be huge, and if and if a catcher that can help with the game planning and help him with. Um, pitch calling and all that stuff uh, it's only a benefit and and and, yeah. and kind of going back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast you get this this defense behind a good defense you know not only catcher but a good defense in general is going to help these pitchers yeah. look better than maybe what they are right. and, and and i think that's what the angels are kind of planning on is like um put the ball in play we'll get an out behind you right you know, right. we're not we're not worried about having the twenty seventh best defense. Like, no, they're gonna probably be up there in the top five when For it sure. comes to defense when you have Rendon and Simmons and Trout in center and then um you know you know, w- once Adele comes up, he's gonna be a, a guy in the outfield that's gonna I think that's part that's the part of his game that you're gonna feel cover some ground out there. That's man. the part of his game that you're gonna feel is MLB ready right away, regardless of a, a slump or not. Uh, at the plate, but that's going to be instant um, payoff right away. Yeah,
0: because how comfortable do you feel, you know, with Joe Adele and right field and, and Trout out there? You're pretty comfortable that the ball's not going to drop. But uh, Jason Castro's best season was in 2013. He had 18 home runs, 56 RBIs, and he batted 276. Do I expect that? No. All I need him to do is defend, man, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, another question on Instagram. Any starters that could help the pen? Silva or Jaime Berea? Um, honestly, I honestly think if you're going to find a rotation starter type that's going to help the bullpen, you're probably going to find it more in Dylan Peters and 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 Pena. I think with with Jaime and, and, and Sandoval, I think you keep them down in AAA yeah. as long as you can to let them Have develop that way. Yeah. It's almost like it's like baking a cake, <laughs> you know, like. When you get to the major leagues, that cake needs to be done in in the major league practice and training and all that stuff. That's just the frosting on it. But if that cake's not done all the way through, it doesn't matter how much icing you put on it, it's still not going to be ready. So I think, in a way, you put those guys back in AAA, you put those guys back in the oven and let them develop more. And then when they're ready, you come up. So if you're looking for guys that are going to help the bullpen that are starter types, I think Dylan Peters and – and and, and uh, Pena are probably going to be your first type of right. guys that you're going to look at and say, hey, we need you in the bullpen to help right. us there more than anything. Need,
0: you need your Sandovals, your Bereas, even your Suarez guys to to start. They, they're they not going to – how good are they in the bullpen not pitching? You know what I mean? You're 100% right, man. You, you, those guys need to pitch. These These guys need to be in a rotation to develop, and they're not going to get any better just sitting in the bullpen.
1: Another one on Instagram is, uh, "Hey guys, do you think with the team that we have right now, uh, we can beat the Astros?" I mean, if you're talking about a single game, anything can happen in a single game. So yes, yeah. but
0: yeah. no. I, um... If you're
1: talking about take over, like beat them as like for the division, no. I, I no. you know, I, I do think this. And and if if you listen to our last, my last podcast, I had uh, Mike Brown from uh, Big League Chewing on, um, and we kind of talked about. How many games will you think will have to win the wild card this year? Ninety-seven was, I think, the low end last year. I don't think it's going to take that much this year. I think this year is going to be a ninety-win team, ninety-two-win team that gets that spot. You think the Angels are a ninety-two-win
0: team.
1: I think they can be. I think There's the top. I think their top end. I think. I think that's the, like if you're going to say, could they do this or that? I think their top end is going to be. Um, it's going to be around 90, if uh, you know. And their low end, I think, will be around 500, as yeah. we say bye to our Instagram live feed because it's going to run out in a minute and a half. Because for whatever reason, you can only Instagram live for an hour, uh, and then they probably think you're not doing anything. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but but I, honestly, with the teams that are getting better in the AL this year, the White Sox um, are getting better. Even the A's are still good. Eight, the A's are something funny, though, too, dude, because if you tell me at the uh, – if you had the the what was it the great kazoo from the Flintstones come and tell you oh yeah huh? if oh, they God. come and come and tell you at the end of the year the A's win ninety three games you're be like okay well that makes sense but if he comes and says hey the A's lost ninety three games you're gonna be like well you know that makes sense too the some A's, some A's are cool. so yeah. weird you yeah, can't put weird. a finger on them they so, just, oh yeah you're right so they can win but they can also lose but you know uh, 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 the Rangers have gotten better the um. You know Seattle hasn't done anything, but neither. But the funny part is, kind of going back to the 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 question: the Astros haven't done anything either. No. Now the gap has. I think the gap has closed on them. Do I think now we can over jump over them? I don't don't think so. But now going from twenty games back, I think now you're if you're like ten games back. Okay, cool. At least you're going the right direction. And even too the spin it. Even more forward, I know some fans have a hard time seeing kind of the bigger picture and, and kind of focus on this season. But no, don't say that. But after this coming season, after twenty twenty, the Houston Astros have a lot of decisions to make with personnel and who yeah. they're going to give big, these big, big contracts to. Yeah, so they now can't sign everybody, right? And so then, and that and that kind of goes back to even more full circle um, to where we started um, the whole Adele for Clevenger trade. If you're realistic about it, I think that's the time to strike when the Astros are going through all their – who do we sign, who we don't sign. Okay, we got to get rid of this guy because we can't afford him. Who do we bring up, this and that. The the sanctions, see what those are, worth. the cheating scandal. But that's the time to kind of really close the gap and and possibly leapfrog them. And then how do you want your team to look at that point? Do you want Clevenger or do you want Adele? Do you want a pitcher for every five days or do you want – Possibly a, a multi All Star right. outfielder, so that right. so, you know I think big picture you have to kind of look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I, again, if you ask me how good the Angels could be, I'm going to say they could compete for that wild card spot with a 92 93 win kind of season. But again, injuries you can't predict injuries, yeah, the and then and, and that's, that's the, the and that's the one thing that the Angels aren't going to be able to rebound from is yeah. injuries. They don't have that overall. Um, organizational depth yet yeah, yeah so if you're telling me these are the 26 guys that are going to be in your opening day roster and they can make it through the whole year miraculously without any injuries where are they going to be i'm going to say yeah they're going to be like a 92 91 win okay. team but it, but when you start flashback to reality and realize hey yeah. that dude's going to miss a month that dude's probably going to miss two months that dude's going to miss three weeks now we're looking at hey i you know if they can win 84 that's cool yeah. 85 that's cool
0: yeah i'm i'm seeing them at around 82 to 85 and and that's just me from the get go being realistic uh being well, like you said knowing that there's going to be injuries and that there's going to be some time missed and uh to key players you you have to you have to take into effect say at one point there's going to be a key player that's going to miss a few weeks here and there you know whether it's Mike, and especially if it's Mike Trout, then you're in trouble. Trouble, you know. But yeah, I, I see them being. I do like, dude. It's so crazy. We're, we're pretty much on the money. I had written it down on my other sheet. High end, ninety one team. This is them. Everything goes right. They're a ninety one team, um, but realistically, eighty two to eighty five games is what I see, man. But hey, yeah. our season preview show, I think, is when we're we'll really getting into the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah, and and. Kind of spent now to kind of go forward. Now, where we're thinking about doing, obviously, um, spring training starts or pitchers and catchers report in a month. We are going to be out there, um, you know, us guys with normal jobs have to put in vacation time. So that's in the process what I'm doing, but um, I, it, nothing's No date is sealed in stone yet. No date is sealed in stone, but what we are looking at is around. I think it's going to be like the March seventh and eighth. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Because we okay, so it's it's planning out right now. Let's do it. We got fourteenth is off the books.
0: Chris and I have our opening day.
1: Fourteenth that's the second
0: week. That second week of March. That's definitely off the books. Okay, that's uh, we'll 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 talk to Chris about it. But I'm pretty. I'm like ninety eight percent sure that's the date of our game so we can't miss that game. So, yes, so, yeah.
1: um, so, so we're, we're looking at
0: early. Like yeah,
1: March. yeah. I mean, we're looking at, you know, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so the 6th, yeah. 7th, and 8th. So if you're planning, great. We hope to see you guys out there. But, again, when we have a hard date, date. Yeah. like my manager approves my vacation time date, then we'll definitely let you guys know that for sure. But that's definitely where we're looking out. Um, you know, we're hoping to get guys, you know, uh, talk to guys there, whether it be at the Halo Haven House 2.0 or you know maybe before, or after yeah, a game. But yeah. um, we reached out to a couple guys already, and, and 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 they seem on board. You know, schedule permitting kind of deal. So, yeah. um, you know, we might have. – we'll have, probably have interviews before that too, just meeting up with guys and then maybe even touching base with them again once we're out there. But um, yeah, I
0: want to but, shout out uh, Edward Viscaino who sent an email. We didn't. Re- he didn't really have a question, but he sent us kind of like just some comments. So. Um, but we – he did ask a question, but we kind of answered it. But, Edward, uh, thanks for sending in. Everyone else is sending emails. Thank you, guys. Um, you guys really flooded the, the emails today. I'm digging it. I think they just – lack of us not being on. They're like, hey.
1: Yeah, we're trying to come back on uh, another time and another time this month, and then yeah. – then, uh, then we're getting to, to it. To, to it, yeah. So definitely uh, getting closer and closer to the weekly. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. I – I don't have any other real notes. Um, well, real quick, they avoided arbitration. Max Stasi, $800,000. And Cam. And Cameron Drozian, $2.8
1: million. Yeah, that's happened probably like an hour or so before yeah. we started. So, yeah, um, Angels have a great reputation of not going to arbitration. So, don't be surprised if, like, the next couple of days you hear boom, about boom, o- boom, boom, other boom, deals. Boom. Yeah, like La and and I think Bundy and Haney and all those guys are right. um, arbitration eligible. So, um, yeah, I don't think they went to arbitration – and uh, I think the last time they did was like Weaver. And that was more like, I think Weaver, I think I heard a story where Weaver was like, well, you know, I'm going to resign and this deal's good. I just, I just want to go through the process and see how, it was more like, let's just see what this is all about. Like I've never done this before, but it was not like That's any kind of hard feelings. It like a real arbitration. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because arbitration, man, you hear some stories, it gets nasty. Well, it's
0: because the team, you think you're worth a certain amount the team and it's a business. And I know why the team sometimes offers less. I mean, exactly. You get the guy for less, you you, hey, you try it. Do it, yeah. yeah But yeah, it can get nasty It can get really nasty But the Angels are a good organization So they try to avoid all that stuff So Alright, that's gonna wrap I mean, I can't believe You've been on this long, dude It doesn't yeah. even seem like it um,
1: If you guys are still listening Thank you We know it's going over an hour oh, man, Hopefully you guys cut it up Like halfway on the way home And halfway yeah. on the way back But yeah. um, it's been a while and, and you know When there's stuff like The Clevenger discussion With Fordell It's always Adele, fun to yeah. kind of just push and see where that goes and all that stuff surprise surprise, surprise chris was not here no i'm just mm. kidding thursdays are not his day
0: but uh no that's gonna wrap it up for us you guys again like like daniel said uh look out for us kind of announcing dates for spring training and then obviously on halo underscore haven on instagram and twitter we will announce when the next podcast drop dan's always reaching out for interviews and stuff so keeping the podcast going so you guys can have something to listen to shout out to everyone who supports the show listens to us um Thanks again to our sponsors and everybody else. I was, you know, twenty twenties here, guys, and we're ready to rock and roll, man. Let's do it. So that's gonna wrap it up. I am Johnny Max. I'm Down Garcia, and you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.